Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today, we have the honor of speaking to the president of One Pair States, uh, Mr. Chuck Pinacchio. Welcome to Politics and Right. How are you doing today? I'm terrific, Egberto. Thank you so much for having me. Well, look, I mean, uh, I, I, I must thank you because the work that you are doing uh, in trying to get people together on this singular issue, I think is extremely important, especially in these days where healthcare is a hell of a problem throughout the country. Why don't you tell me, Chuck, a little bit about your organization? Sure. Um, yeah. So the organization is called One Payer States, and it's a, it, it derives from the term single payer, which people are more familiar with. But it's the same concept, is that we support guaranteed universal health care for everyone, everybody. And so the organization was founded back in late 2009, early 2010, as a way to bring the Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free together different state organizations. We're now up to 20 different states that participate with us as a network uh, where we share ideas, best practices, uh, legislative ideas, communication strategy, organizational strategy. All of this is designed to accomplish the creation of a model of universal healthcare, single payer, Medicare for all, all those terms are interchangeable. Single payer, Medicare for all, guaranteed universal healthcare, healthcare for all. Um, and right now the two leading states are actually up in the Northwest, the great Northwest, Washington state and Oregon. A lot of people hear a lot about California, but what is not on most people's radar screen are the states of Oregon and Washington that are as close to getting an actual universal healthcare system as any in the country's history, in our history. We've never had such a thing accomplished before. So the idea is to create a model similar to how, how Canada got to national health care through a single province, that being Saskatchewan back in the 1960s. Mm -hmm. Once it caught fire in Saskatchewan, all the other provinces were incredibly jealous because it wasn't just getting universal it wasn't just getting guaranteed comprehensive healthcare to everyone. It was an economic boom for Saskatchewan. It's a jobs bill. It'll create economic stimulus, economic growth. It'll give people greater choice in terms of who they want to go to, in terms of their general practitioners, specialists, hospitals. Right now, as you know, the insurance industry is holding us back. They narrow us out. They jam us into these networks. And then they gouge us, you know, on the front end and the back end with copays and deductibles. We need to get rid of all of that. And so our organization is designed to, again, model a, a successful plan uh, for single payer that will then be picked up by states that couldn't run fast enough to this solution. Now, Chuck, if I understand it correctly, you said that so far the two states that are furthest in getting close to this ideal, it's Washington State and Oregon. 
what exactly, what kind of model are they using? Are they still using the private insurance model? At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Are they using some other model to get to, to, get to that place? Right. So both of them have uh, universal health care commissions or commissions that, 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 that um, are designed to create and actually draft the legislation. And they have majority single-payer supporters, Medicare for All supporters, on these commissions. In Washington State, it's a permanent universal health care commission. And so that within the next year, they will finish the drafting. They've already done the economic impact study. Uh, and they will then put forward this legislation to the, the legislature and then to the voters. Oregon is on a similar path. But the, the core principles of single payer, which is that all funding for healthcare needs to be generated at the state level. Plus it also needs to capture the federal dollars that we're currently paying out in the form of Medicare, mm-hmm. Medicaid, veterans, children, uh, indigenous. All of these uh, funds will then be collected into a single pool or a single payer. That's where the term comes from. Right. And and it, and, it, and it will create immense efficiency. Efficiency. Uh, it'll save money on the administrative side of upwards to 20 to 25 percent just right. on administrative savings. We've been talking about that for decades on just the administrative savings alone is 20 percent at, at least of the entire health care budget. Absolutely. And it's and it'll it'll liberate um, the, the business community um, that currently has to scramble to try to pay you know, costs that go up every single year. They have to shop around different insurance companies, all these networks. It's so crazy. It's convoluted. It doesn't make any sense. So then, so, Chuck, are you telling me then that at this, at that point, those two states are really eliminating health insurance, uh, rather basic health insurance? I imagine for those people who want esoteric type care, they can get some private insurance that's willing to do that. But right. as far as basic health care, will be delegated to that pool that's coming in from all the federal and state dollars and whatever, I guess that is wonderful. So each of the state, the state itself will act as the insurer, the state. Mm-hmm. Or the, one, the one risk pool, one right. risk pool, which is excellent. Absolutely. Right. Right. And it's going to deal with all sorts of. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's going to bring down the cost of prescription drugs. It's going to eliminate um, co-pays. Uh, deductibles and premiums, so it'll be a basic. It'll be a a, 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 a tax mm-hmm. with 
we have to be upfront about this, but that tax replaces the existing premium copay. Which is extremely high. Those, those, those premiums are extremely high. I imagine that's going. So Chuck, let me ask you this then. How do you stop the uh, health insurance company, the drug companies, and all of these other stakeholders that are going to try to take hold to bust holes in this thing to somehow get privatization, which has failed royally in healthcare, uh, a foothold again? Well, similar to your approach to politics, we invite all stakeholders to the table and they get to say their piece. They can oppose it, that's fine, but we wanna take the wind out of their sails, which is to say, and expose them for the kind of behavior that they engage in, which is gouging people, sticking They're people. They're a fraud, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, but we wanna bring them to the table so they can't complain about, you know, we, we were in run, this is a secret thing going on. No, we're open and we're transparent and fully accountable to the citizens of the states of, of, of Washington and Oregon in these particular two cases. And also we need to bring together the stakeholders in the business community, in the labor community, uh, in the communities of color. I mean, in, 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 it, there's, a, there's a, a significant uh, population of indigenous Americans uh, in the state of Washington in particular. Um, and we want all those, those uh, tribal leaders and representatives at the table. We want the nurses and the doctors and patients, everybody at the table. And we want to create a broad-based coalition. And I guess the, the other thing that is different with one-payer states as compared to, say, other single-payer organizations is that we've expanded our strategic reach to include not just people concerned about health care, but people concerned about health justice not just healthcare justice, but health justice. Mm -hmm. We wanna to bring together people who are working on, on housing issues, on, on access to food, um, on quality education, environment, climate. All these different social justice organizations need to be at the table, as well again as the business community and even the medical industry folks. The pharmaceuticals, you have a seat at the table. We wanna hear from you. You're gonna get a fair share hearing and then we're gonna move forward with what is the, is the popular and democratic process that needs to result in a system that will guarantee from cradle to grave, comprehensive, quality, healthcare for all. I can't wait, I can't wait. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, people, you know, Republicans used to like to say that the states are the laboratories of innovation for new, new policies, et cetera. Let's hope that they abide by that when they see how successful both Washington and Oregon would be. And you know, it, it is funny because we know based on the math that it can't help but succeed unless some sort of a sabotage goes into effect. So, um, you know, uh, we know that that's a winning ticket. Now, um, do you, ex how, how soon after it, these bills come to fruition, do you expect a transition from a private, convoluted, bifurcated type uh, healthcare system to materialize into one large system that is, well, I should say one large, one efficient system where there's one pair, which means there's no confusion. A lot of, a lot of healthcare providers no longer have to have entire staffs to go through one insurance versus another. They don't have to advertise anymore. They don't have to have multiple databases anymore when it comes to the payer side. How soon before we can actually coalesce into that reality? 
uh, within the next couple of years. I mean, it, this is coming wow. down the pike. Yeah, this is very, very exciting, these developments. We're very, very excited about where we are right now. Look, Egberto, you know, for you and your audience, nothing's guaranteed in life. This is not mm -hmm. a done deal until it's done, right? We, we need to take every strategic, thoughtful approach that we possibly can. We need to think in terms of communication strategy. Certain audiences will listen to how things are discussed in a business frame very differently than folks who are, are coming at it from a social justice perspective, let's say. So we have to tailor, we have to target, we have to bring all of these thoughtful approaches to the table uh, in a way that will model, again, not only a healthcare system, but how do you get there? How do you get to universal healthcare? And that really does require reaching out to everyone and bringing everyone to the table. We can't be selecting audiences. We need to bring everybody to the table so that no one can whine and complain about something that's, that's, that's occurring um, because this is, it's got to be bottom up, right? It's got to be it's got to be bottom-up politics, uh, participatory politics, democratic participatory politics. That's the way we're going to solve this issue. That's the way we're going to solve food, housing, war, climate. All these issues have got to be bottom-up, and we have to connect all of ourselves. As, as Reverend William Barber with the Poor People's Campaign, the Moral Monday says, we have to get out of our silos and connect with one another. We call this, uni we call this horizontal organizing across all bands across all social justice and beyond. Faith communities have a critically important role to play here as well, absolutely. Folks who aren't necessarily political, but they share our values, right? They need to see that this is a, there's a moral imperative here. Others need to look at it, one looking at it economically. And as you said, and I've said, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer for the business community, for the, for the economies of, the, of these states, generating jobs, and actually allowing the United States to be globally competitive again because we're the only advanced uh, industrial society that doesn't guarantee healthcare for all of our citizens. It puts us at a distinct disadvantage in terms of global economics. We can actually bring that together. And also it promotes entre entrepreneurship and innovation mm -hmm. because businesses right now- Expand, expand on, I think that is a, I think you need to expand on that, uh, Chuck. How does it make entrepreneurial, um, entrepreneurs, bring out more entrepreneurs, if you will? It releases them from having to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, go year in and year out. They have to stop. They can't budget in advance because they don't know how much their healthcare costs are going to be for that year, for their employees, for their families. But if they know that that's covered, they can now begin to plan for investment, for infrastructure, for hiring. Now, right now, businesses are, are severely handicapped. And we're talking about mostly small to middle-sized mm -hmm. businesses. I, I want to add something to that, Chuck, because that I think is very important because also many, there, there are many innovative people that are attached umbilically to a company because they have a pre-existing condition, because they fear what would happen if they detach themselves from a company, they don't have any health care. So they are they, they, they continue to be uh, tied to that company, where if they had the if they had the freedom to move, knowing they had health care for themselves and their kids, they could innovate, they could create new products. And that is those are the avenues that so many people fail to see that you see that your organization sees. So I want to thank you for you know for what you're doing. For, for bringing this to light, uh, bring further to light, and also bringing to light to us that there are in fact states that are following the Saskatchewan model to 
to start to start the process since we don't since it seems so problematic to get the whole thing done at once that Oregon and Washington are going to do it and that you guys are a part of that structure that is great yeah i mean and new york is actually poised to to move forward they just need to figure out how to bring more people to the table i mean that's really right. it's a political problem um, but i think washington oregon is sort of figuring out the the organizational piece I'm in Pennsylvania, a very conservative northern mm -hmm. state, and I think that we can break out as well if we get our ducks in a row. So I'm deeply grateful for you and your audience. Uh, your, your folks are so thoughtful, um, and we can do this. We have to believe in each other, right? I think the, the, for me going forward in our time of crisis is that real change begins with what I call radical hope. We have to go all in with hope all in with hospitality and all in embracing one another and seeing our common humanity. And I think we can solve all problems, not just the healthcare justice issue. Uh, look, I want to thank you, uh, Chuck Panakia, for what you've been doing, for what you've done, for what you will be doing. I think it is important that we get more people like you doing this necessary work. So thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Absolutely. You're terrific, Egberto. All the best. See you soon. Thank you. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.